Welcome to the Lean Blog Podcast. Visit our website at www.leanblog.org. Now, here's your host, Mark Graben. Hi, this is Mark Graben from the Lean Blog. It's episode number 88 of the podcast for April 7th, 2010. My guest today is Jim Barron of the firm Value Stream Leadership. He was a previous guest, if you go back to the archives at leanpodcast.org. He was uh, on episode number 16 and episode number 27. It's been about three years since I've had Jim back on the podcast, which is surprising because we talk uh, fairly often um, on the phone and email and Twitter. You can find him on Twitter as at LeanVSL. Uh, so we're going to be talking about some of the more recent things that Jim is doing um, in his lean talent work, shifting away from kind of a traditional recruiting model to a model uh, of using technology and process to help develop and engage lean leadership within a company. So I hope you find that to be an interesting discussion today. Um, it's a little bit longer podcast I've been doing recently. It, it comes in right at about 30 minutes. I hope that is okay as a change of pace because Jim has, I think, an interesting and unique story to tell. Um, so, as always, I want to thank you for listening. You can uh, please visit the blog at leanblog.org, and you can find me on Twitter as at leanblog. We're joined again by Jim Barron of Valley Stream Leadership. Thanks for joining us. Hi, Mark. Thanks for having me. It's uh, great to have you back. And since people might not uh, have listened to the earlier podcast, could you give us a synopsis and kind of reintroduce yourself and the work that you do? Sure, I'm Jim Barron, and I own Value Leadership, and essentially what we do is identify and assess lean talent um, worldwide, and lean in our world is the uh, Toyota production system. Um, you know, my background essentially includes both HR and executive recruiting for lean, and I've spent 15 years on, on each side. Um, our perspective, essentially, in the lean uh, world is, is pretty much behind the scenes. Uh, all company stakeholders, and uh, I also work with lean careers on, on a daily basis. But, you know, the big news here is that we're, we're changing our, our business, and, you know, instead of taking people outside of companies, uh, we're going to be now focused on, on keeping them inside the company and keeping them engaged. So, yeah, so we're going to talk about uh, this new model that you have, um, we're, we're going to do it. And we've chatted about this a number of times and, uh, you know, sort of pushed, uh, you know, let's structure this as an A3. So, I mean, you have an actual A3 paper document, and we're going to talk through it in sort of a verbal A3. It's a bit of an experiment um, to see how that goes. So uh, why don't we start with the left-hand side? And what's the title, problem statement, background portion of the A3 to, to what you're doing? Well, the problem that we've uh, we've worked on for the past year is, is essentially that the uh, stakeholders that most influence uh, engagement and skills development are, are not connected to the to the, to the grand lean purpose and mission. And when I say not connected, I mean continuously and, and concurrently. And a little bit of background to the to the problem is that you know I, we look at the primary stakeholders in, in our business as being HR the lean leader, and the frontline management. And so what we look at when we, uh, we're working on a, on a particular search for a, a lean leader or a related <clears throat> type of lean person outside the lean team, you know, we're, we're kind of looking at the, the roles of, of lean, the relevance of the roles to lean. And so we're looking at 
you know, Maine is being, the lean leader basically being involved with the daily improvement actions, mm-hmm. the uh, HR on job evaluation, job content, and then the uh, frontline leader pretty much on, on firefighting. So the, those are the things that we see when we show up. And then we're taking also a look at the systems and processes that are, that are, that are there. And, you know, it, what's interesting, Mark, is that with, with, I've been working with the lean uh, talent space for, for 15 years. And, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're still using the same uh, systems and processes we were, we were using before even lean arrived at the door. We're still using those same ones. And what I mean by those processes are the compensation systems, the, uh, the job evaluation system, and, the, mm-hmm. and obviously that results in the, in the job description, and then the, uh, the performance management system. Those are all the same, before lean, same after lean. So what we also, a little bit of background on, on the problem that we looked at was the, uh, the underutilization of skills, not only taking a look collectively at all of those stakeholders that are really responsible for the engagement and, and the skills development, is essentially the underutilization of, of social networking inside businesses. So we've spent a lot of time kind of doing a lot of research and uh, – trying to just find out why right. there seems to be some familiarization with social networking outside the company, but when it comes to inside your four walls, there, there's yeah. really not much going on right now. Right. So I mean, that's uh, where we've kind of positioned ourselves. Yeah. So I'm curious. I mean, I'm a big fan of uh, social networking, but it seems like from a lot of big corporate employers that social networking is something for IS to block as opposed to being something that managers or employees um, would use. So I'm curious, especially to delve into um, that piece of it as we talk through the A3, uh, where lack of social media use fits into the current state analysis or, or what it is um, that, that you think social media could be um, accomplishing. So we, we've talked about background. Um, so, summarize for us again just succinctly the problem statement before we kind of go through the current state and the analysis. Yeah, the stakeholders that we work with, as I mentioned before, the the lean champion, the lean uh, resident lean individual, the uh, HR, and the frontline leaders, those stakeholders that, that really what we feel most influence the engagement and the skills development that occur are not connected really continuously or concurrently on, on the lean purpose and mission. Okay, so that those groups aren't connected, so... Um... Good. I'm glad you recapped that because in this audio A3 experiment, I'm a pretty visual person, so the fact that we can't just go back and glance at it um, again is, is a challenge. But we'll work through this. Um, so tell me more about you know the, the, the current state. You sort of touched on some of that in, in, in the background discussion. Current state analysis, what are some of the root causes of those disconnects within organizations, disconnects between lean and HR and, and people management processes? Well, it's interesting because we work with a, 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 a wide variety of, of, of companies and industries, and some are very early in the lean journey. Some are, are somewhat mature to the point of three to four years, five years, six years. You know, what we look at is, you know, I, I kind of want to take a look at, you know, rolling the, the tape back 15 years and, and, and looking at the what, what's currently what I see, you know, have we really improved? And it seems like we're doing the same things and we're struggling with the same kind of problem. So, you know, I, I look at the current current state and I say, you know, the, are the, the cultures really aren't changing like we expected them to change. Mm-hmm. 
And, you know, the, the force changes don't seem to be really working a lot. Now, I, I get that both from, you know, the, the, the individuals that come to us to seek other opportunities, but then I also take a look at the mixed messages being bounced around around lean when we actually try to talk to the various different stakeholders. So, you know, we're kind of, kind of taking a look at the actual relevance of lean inside companies and whether or not people emotionally or intellectually actually connect to it when we get down into the workforce. And we seem to have, um, you know, the barriers that we, we, we've had for a long time, they still seem to be very present and, and, and very um, very much a roadblock to, to really driving it either deeper and wider through our companies. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the intended purpose, um, what, what's really interesting is that we've talked to thousands of, of, of of lean leaders and over the years and they're all frustrated with the fact one fact is that they're, they're not able to make the, the sizable change in the mindsets and behaviors that they really wanted to, to that they really thought that they could mm-hmm. and if I have to say one career disappointment for, for most of the people that I talk to in fact I would say almost all of them is I really thought that they could do more with on the mindsets and behaviors, but they're kind of constantly struggling against some of those roadblocks and some of the barriers that, that I mentioned. Yeah, so you know, roadblocks and barriers, that's not unfamiliar to anybody working with lean, but I like the way you, you highlight the idea that forced change is not the right way or that forced change isn't sustainable. So are there, when you start looking at the root causes of the barriers, root causes of why, Middle managers or different leaders don't go along with lean. How, how does that tie into the analysis of, of looking at the disconnection and maybe the frustration that might be there in many organizations? Well, the way we kind of look at this, um, Mark, and, and, and this is really kind of the, the same format that I use with every company that we visit, is um, it's, it's traditionally, I would say, probably the majority of our searches are, are for a lean leader. and, and in a central lean team kind of a format. Mm-hmm. But, you know, then we kind of fall back to, like, the, the intention of lean, um, at least as I understand it, what is it, what is it intended to be implemented by a single department? Right. And that, that's currently how we're doing it. And, and it, that hasn't changed. And if we were to get um, a search, it's normally going to be within that lean team and that central lean team, and it's going to have to then fall outward. We don't, um, we, we obviously fill positions outside of central lean teams, but when you kind of take a look at, um, let's say, throughout the, the whole value chain, supply chain, even though, because we've done quite a work, a lot of work on the lean product development side, then you really start to run into the struggle on connecting the dots and how that does, and then the job evaluation, and then the understanding that doesn't always connect with what they're doing in the, let's say, the lean engineering side with the lean production side, and then we, we really have some disconnects, and it almost then becomes more isolated to the to the different pockets of lean that they have out there in companies. Right. And then, you know, what, what we really notice is that, because I'm, I'm in daily conversations with, with, with clients and, and companies, and lean and HR, I mean, they get along like, you know, most people would get along in a business type of environment, but, you know, there's, there's a really a lack of ownership between the two parties. And, again, that's where, you know, really the stakeholders can currently engage on, on the lean mission and purpose. So what we've noticed is that there doesn't seem to be a tool that specifically 
that, that's other than what we've used in, in, in the past 50 years, that really then fuses lean principles and methodology to, to really kind of go out there and capture um, the engagement and the skills development or the people development in, in a little bit more of a broader way other than I think we're left with, even on the performance side, we still have the annual performance appraisal, mm-hmm. which, uh, you know, I was conducting workshops on that, you know, 25 years ago, and it, I don't think much has changed there. So there's only so much we can do with those different instruments that we're giving, but we don't seem to have a lean tool that really kind of goes out and captures that knowledge, builds the skills, and really then kind of looks at building the, uh, I mean, participation is one good thing, but contribution and that continuous contribution throughout the company to really kind of to, to look at those things. But I think the message gets totally mixed up and uh, a lot of crossfire. And then we start to get, the, obviously, the upstream and downstream people are looking at that, and they're not just really processing it very well. And we, we don't seem to be moving off of that dead center. That's mm-hmm. kind of where I still see things as that's that occurring now that I've seen, you know, 10 years ago. And it just seems to be, you know, you wonder why we're struggling so much. Mm-hmm. The things you describe, um, you know, lack of... Uh, you know, maybe the right collaboration with HR to identify, develop people throughout the organization, uh, your, your people value stream, if you will, um, the, certainly the reliance on central lean groups to, you know, think, oh, that the lean department is going to make us lean, hopefully, is, a, is an idea people would have uh, maybe discounted uh, by this point from the experiences people had, that, that lean leadership needs to come from direct line leadership throughout the organization. Um, I mean, if you boil it all down, looking at your analysis of identifying uh, different dysfunctions or different barriers like that, is there is there a single underlying root cause that you get to at, at kind of the bottom of the left-hand side of your A3, or is it a combination of those factors? Well, it's, it's a combination, but I, I think if we came out with the the one root cause that we looked at and, and that, that just kind of rang very clear for us was the fact of a, a lack of a common platform to get all those stakeholders to work on a continuous and concurrent basis. That we, we still have the silos. I mean, those departments are individually, independently managed. But again, I mean, there's, it, there, there seems to be a lack of a, of a platform to utilize that can get those folks, you know, somewhat outside and slightly elevated from their silos and, and really kind of take a look at, because it's it's always been that when we have a, a lean business system and the business system, is, as I understand it, is for the business. And we're all supposed to be inside that business system, yet we do have those pockets and we do have one lean team that's, or a, a central lean organization that really, you know, suffers from its own isolation. And, uh, you know, and I'm, you know, I, again, putting my old HR hat on, I, you know, sometimes I, can't, I I don't see the relevance of how it applies to my work. And so it almost, by, by lacking or not having a common platform, you know, some of that stuff just, it, it's kind of event-based. And once the event kind of goes away, then we kind of pull back and we're more comfortable in our silos and whatever. So that that was the probably the the, the number one root cause of what we felt was uh, what was needed was a common platform to pull those stakeholders together and 
really kind of bring lean back to its central purpose and get the um, and, and and have it. All positions in the company should have some aspect of continuous improvement mindset, you know, baked into those types of positions, and mm-hmm. and we don't see that. We, uh, you know, I deal with job descriptions all the time. In fact, I don't use them that much because when I normally go to a site, it's totally different than what what's put on the description. Mm-hmm. So right. we kind of try to bring it off the paper a little bit and, and do some other things. But you know what. The, the, the direct link into the common platform is what I also had mentioned before was so the social networking, the lack of use of that. And, and I'm just so surprised because I utilize it a lot. Mark, you utilize it um, supremely. In fact, you know, your intended purpose is, is really has been for many, many years is to really kind of get the mindsets of the lean, the lean folks in the trenches. The people are out there actually doing the work. But you know, you've also trained five of my recruiters, and that wasn't your intended purpose, but I had them read your blog on a daily basis, and, and then we would discuss how the lead people are thinking, because that's the talent we're actually working with. So I kind of look at that social networking to be somewhat having that business value for, for at least our firm, but what we're kind of involving, I'm just, we have a lot of social networking sporadically going on outside the company, but we don't really... Right. seem to have some things going on. But what's interesting is that when, you know, kind of at the same time frame that we were kind of working on this problem and saying, okay, common platform, what do we do? How do we, how do we deliver, how can we deliver that to a company? And almost at the same time, which is about a year ago, you know, General Electric replaced their whole intranet um, with an internal social network. Oh, I didn't know that. Exactly, and, and that's been going for a year, and it's it's more of like a it's 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 modeled after a couple other ones in the technology industries, but it's 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 pretty much like a Facebook like cloud environment. Mm-hmm. So, but it, and after a year, they now have four hundred thousand users. Wow, six six thousand locations. They get twenty five million hits a day on that that social internal social network, which is actually more than Google and Yahoo combined. Wow. So our whole, you know, our, our, the light went on in our heads and we said, you know, imagine the lean impacts that could be realized if, in fact, we could, we could somehow bring in a, a, a social network inside a company and use that specifically for lean and use that for skills development and uh, lean learning. I, it yeah. just, it's, it's phenomenal. So, so um, that, that's basically what we've uh, we've worked on as far as the root cause and, and what we turned the corner on and then tried to say, what can we create and what can we turn into as a business as opposed to just being on the, uh, the talent provider side mm-hmm. and we can't take more participation in those lean journeys, specifically on talent and skills development, mm-hmm. and, and how can we do that? So, yeah, so you, you've been alluding to, uh, you started the drift, into the right-hand side of the A3. Uh, we talk about countermeasures and recommendations and measurement to, to close the loop on that plan, do, check, act, PDCA cycle. You know, about five minutes or so that we have left. Um, to, to, let, let's go ahead and talk about the countermeasure that you're proposing and that you're experimenting with and how you think uh, you would measure success in terms of whether that countermeasure is helping um, build those connections within an in an organization, if it's leading to more lean success, um, tell us more about that. 
Okay. Well, you know, the countermeasure is basically what we were going to do is, is we're, we're going to trailblaze the solution for the uh, the uh, the talent and skills development side for the company. We're, we our first is to, to get the common platform. So the common platform that we are um, going to implement the companies is the, uh, the the internal social network as a lean community inside your company. So. We call it a 3P community, which is basically a planned, privately managed, um, or professionally managed, and uh, a very planned community. So what what we wanted to do is, is to get those stakeholders, because we have a hierarchy of how people will participate on that network, and that involves HR, lean, and mid-management responsibility. So what we're going to do is target, once that community is, we support that that whole implementation of that and build that community for them, and then we professionally manage it. But we support it with a Genshi Kabutsu, which is a, a really a, an event to kind of take a look at systems and processes, mindsets and culture, and the voice of the customer, and really go out and say, okay, you have this knowledge, it's there somewhere. What, what knowledge that um, do you think you have? And then let's really kind of map out where we're going to have to actually go. What, what's the activities that have been going on? And what we're going to do is conservatively target in, in, uh, in increasing the workforce engagement and the connection to lean by 50% in six months. And by doing that, because we ask questions for a living, that's what I do, and, and we dive deep into careers and motivation, but also making things relevant. So what we're going to do is utilize our skill set and try to match that with the, uh, the skill set in, inside the company, both HR and Lean, mm-hmm. and we're going to work on that uh, engagement and increase that as, as much. And, and the whole, we could go beyond 50%. That just depends on the participation of the, the stakeholders that we really need to mm-hmm. help us to do this. So, so we can provide the platform. Okay, so, so to be clear, yeah, when you talk about providing that platform, you're, you're talking about uh, even for a large-scale good-sized company, uh, you're, you're talking about actually providing that software social network for a company, yes. managing it for them. Providing it, setting it up, and we'll brand it, and then that's another part of what comes out in the Ganshigan Booster because, you know, it's no longer the XYZ business system. We need to we bring some distinction to what they're doing, and a lot of that distinction is going to come from your culture. Mm-hmm. People, you know, as, as if you or I, Mark, were to go in and kind of see people really actively engaged with, with lean work, I mean, we're, we're going to be somewhat impressed as opposed to just some suppliers and some signs up and some metrics standing here, some visual management type of thing. We're going to hear for some people, and we're going to go into all levels. We're going to go top, upstream, we're going to go downstream, all the way, you know, and we're going to go in and I, I identify um, and get out beyond the pockets here. So we're going to try to make or attempt to, to do a good job at making lead very relevant throughout that whole workforce and throughout the value chain. And we're going to, we're going to do that because, see, our whole, when we, we designed this countermeasure, it was basically on, based on a premise that how we work as a business and go in, we really think we need to get these the engagement of the, the stakeholders who are responsible for engagement mm-hmm. engaged first. Once that happens, then we have a whole talent module that goes beyond that. So there's there's a, an external where they can kind of take a look at external talent, and, and that's part of our business. 
But we're more focused on how can we grow some talent inside and how can we really identify some capabilities that maybe you don't know that that's hiding there someplace. Right. So um, maybe the, the, the final thought or final question, uh, talking about measuring benefit, um, I'm, I'm curious when you talk about increasing participation in lean, how you precisely measure. I know some organizations will count, you know, how many people were involved in a Kaizen event in a year or a given period. Um, it's one way, maybe imprecise, but it's it's one measurement. Um, I mean, what what are your thoughts on, on different ways a company might actually, you know, pinpoint what what do you mean by participation? Well, there's a di- I always say there's a difference between participation and contribution. Mm-hmm. So the 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 platform, the community that we're going to set up for the company, will basically have a lot of different you know dialogue. There, there's there's discussions, there's blogs, there's um, posting photos, there's video. Mm-hmm. It has all those capabilities that that are resident out there now. But what's the nice thing about that community is that it's a it's a record. It shows that engagement. It shows the level, and it show it can go back a year, two years, and really kind of show mm-hmm. how the, this person's elevated that skill set. So, but you know, in, in the sense of you have internal folks that are just now getting connected with Lean inside the company, it can really kind of it can kind of evolve that in a way, but in a community environment. So it's just not one on one anymore. You know, you're kind of looking at and you're picking up from, you know, tips and, and some insights from, from other work groups and kind of seeing how other people are using it. And, it, and it's going to be more relevant, make a little bit more sense that this isn't just something that, you know, it's the, the program, so to speak. This is something I can do and I can relate to. So the measurement of that basically is on the community in itself. And what we always looked at is that when you're, you're looking at internal talent and trying to grow that, you're basically really kind of looking at what the skill development needs are far be, far before the actual, um, let's say, if you have a, a promotional opportunity. But the cross-development is what I feel is the biggest value here for the internal. We still have a – obviously, we're not um, giving up our external talent. We still talk to external talent every day. Mm-hmm. But we um, want to get the engagement first, and we will develop a bridge between the external – into that community, and those folks. As a, what what happens now is I can I can I can give a personal link to the website. I can give them a job description, and it, it just a, a ton of waste so, of time. So when you mean external, you're talking about this internal company social network actually allowing in job applicants or people from the outside. It seems like is is, is that what you're saying? No, our first phase is basically to, to set up an internal private or planned private social community. So that's our first phase. That's, that's what we're working on. Um, the, the second phase that we have will be more of a talent module, but that's an option. Mm-hmm. I mean, what we're, we're offering companies now is this particular internal lean network to develop their own community. Okay. And they have an option whether or not they would like to invite outside folks gotcha. as they would to do that, but this is all concerned inside right now, your company is, and it's, it's private, and no one else has access, and we, we, we are the gatekeepers for that. Okay. Well, I want to I thank you, Jim, uh, Jim Barron from Valley Stream Leadership, uh, for, for sharing uh, you know, your, your A3 analysis, 
with us talking about some of the problems in, in current state, um, what it is that you know you and some organizations are experimenting with. So I want to thank you for sharing that with us. Um, I'll, I'll leave it to you. I'll give you the final word if you've got um, some final wrap-up thoughts, if you want to share uh, your organization's website again for listeners who might want to go visit. I appreciate it. Our uh, it's Value Stream Leadership is the name of our, our company. Our website is uh, valuestreamleaders.com and my email address is jim at valuestreamleaders.com so anybody that's interested in, in really kind of exploring this more we have a uh, kind of a 15 minute overview of a little bit of the A3 but more visually on what uh, our community kind of would look like inside your organization so we be more than happy to share that. Okay. You, you talk about social media, you got to mention Twitter. You're on Twitter. What's your Twitter name? <laughs> uh, Twitter is LeanVSL. LeanVSL. So I follow Jim on Twitter. Um, encourage you to do the same if you, if, if uh, you are on Twitter already. So I want to thank you for listening, Jim. I want to thank you for being here and uh, sharing what you're doing with us. Thanks, Mark. Thanks for listening. This has been the Lean Blog Podcast. For lean news and commentary updated daily, visit www.leanblog.org. If you have any questions or comments about this podcast, email mark at leanpodcast at gmail.com.